tarnished out of the land of Egypt. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him. For he had straightly sworn the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you. And you shall carry up my bones away hence with you. And they took their journey from Succoth and encamped in Etham in the edge of the wilderness. For a moment in time, I would like to just speak to you on this topic, walking in divine purpose. Lord, we worship you and we praise you, Jesus, God, for this is all for you, Lord Jesus. Lord, send your anointing in this place, God. Come and visit us here. Lord, let the heavens touch down upon Wallace Ridge just for a moment tonight. In your mighty name, we worship you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, God, we praise you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. You may be seated. As a father... I have watched now as my two children, or two of my children, have learned to walk. As they first took the first leap of faith and left the comfort of the couch and began to wobble their steps across the floor, all the way through running back and forth through my house, all day long. But the time for crawling and walking was a rough time, for there were scrapes and bruises. Knots and bumps that seemed to occur daily. But that was simply the price to be paid. For at the end they knew falling hurt. And they knew they wasn't wanting to do that too often. But the, oh, they also desperately wanted the toy at the end of their reach. The destination that was just ahead. So they ventured out and they began to walk. As they began to get more comfortable leaving the safety of the side of the couch to the table their confidence began to build daily with their confidence and strength in their legs. They begin to venture farther and farther and farther. As the Israelites spent day after day working for Pharaoh in Egypt, being beaten and bruised, little did they know it was all part of the process of building their strength. For the walk with God was about to put them through was going to be long. And it was going to be hot. But they was going to endure it. Because of the strength that they had got from their past. Just as we all have been put through the test of life. So that we could endure the long and dreary walk. As they begin their journey. God didn't bring them the fastest way. For he brought them the long way. Not only was it long. But they had to encounter things that they wasn't used to. For it was in the wilderness. And it's if anybody's ever been in the wilderness, you don't know what you're going to come across. The walk was day and night. He would lit the, lit the way with, with fire and they began to walk and it was hot and it was tiresome. I could imagine the dust that was in their feet and they was probably saying, Moses, when are we going to reach there? And for everyone under the sound of my voice tonight has been called to walk with God. We've been asked to turn away from the world and go with him in light and favor. Just as God lit the way for him, for them, he will do it for us. He will light the way no matter which way we go. It's going to be a, a light there for us to go. We'll be able to see the path that we're going on. Though it may be long and hard, we can make the journey. The journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. But that first step is a doozy, especially when you don't know which way you're going. It's a lot easier to know where you're headed 
and what you're going to be doing. And it's a lot easier to take that path and to take that time to keep walking if you know that's where I'm headed right there. I can see the finish line, but they didn't see the finish line. They began to walk when they didn't know where they was walking. They began to encounter obstacles in their way, and they kept saying, is this where we're stopping? Is this where we're stopping? Is we going there? Have we gone far enough? But I'm here to tell you tonight that even though it's a long and hard and path that we have to endure it, it is long and it is hard, but we can make the path because we've been enduring the last bit of our life. We can endure the rest. Everything that has come up to this day is because we've been getting stronger. You can't start out the race at the end. you got to start the race at the beginning. And sometimes that beginning don't look fun. Sometimes that beginning is hot and it's long and it's, you can't see the end. But you just keep one step after the other going in what the direction that God wants you to go. Luke 9, 23 through 26 says, And he said to them, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. Here again, we see God asking us to follow him. Jesus is Jesus is calling us out of the crowd, saying, if you'll follow me, I'll take you to new places. Oh, God. Jesus is reaching his hand down, saying, if you'll just follow me, I'll take you somewhere, son. I'll take you to places you've never been. But the hard part that we have is picking up what God has. It says, pick up my cross and walk with me. Too many times we want to look back down the road and we want to say, well, Lord, let me go get my things. Let me pack my things and then I'll carry yours. That's not the way God asked. He didn't ask. He didn't say, go back home and pack your bags. Pack our bags and come on with me. He didn't say that. No, he said, pick up my cross and follow me. And that's the hard part that we as Christians, we can't let go of the past. We can't let go of our things. But the fact of the matter is, the Bible says that he will not put on you more than you could bear. But I'm here tonight to tell you, he ain't going to put more on you than you can bear, but we will put more on us than we can bear. Because when you begin to walk and you're carrying all that luggage from you and from the Lord, it begins to get heavy. And as you get almost to the end and you go saying, I can't make it no more, God. I don't know what's going on. You said you wouldn't give me no more than I could bear. He looks back down at you and he says, I didn't. I didn't ask you to bring all that stuff. I didn't ask you to bring your past with you. I don't care about what you've done back then. I don't care about what the mud you come through. Dust off your shoes and walk with me. Leave your bags at home because we're going somewhere. And you just got to carry my things. You don't have to carry your things. We live in a generation now that we can't do without our things. We can't do without our phone. We can't do without that iPad. We can't do without all the worldly pleasures. We want to drive here and throw. The fact of the matter is we got to be willing to lay down what we have and pick up what God wants us to go with. Carrying the things of God will make you stronger, ensuring that you can go the distance with the one true God. I believe there's people in here tonight trying to walk that never laid down their bags. But instead, 
picked up God's and added it to their own. We have to realize that God didn't ask us to go pack our bags. We have to be willing to lay it all on down. The other day I was praying and the Lord gave me a, an acronym. It was pew. And he said, Jeremy, do you know what a pew is? And I was sitting in the prayer room and I said, of course I know what a pew is. He said, a pew for the P is a personal, it's for personal because we've made it our own. E is for the end because the walk ended when you sat down on it. <laughs> w is for worship because it's the last letter of the word. Therefore, it's the last thing you want to do once you quit walking. We've allowed an obstacle to come in our way and the load was too heavy. So we laid it down on the side of the road and we sat down a while. We sat down on what God and God never quit walking. God never quit journeying on down. The pew is a personal end to worship. And we have to be willing to lay it to the side. We have come out of the darkness from the days of the time when we didn't have air conditions. We didn't have pews. Worship was carried by the momentum. Then air conditioning came and pews and padded chairs. Greatness. Oh, and I love them. Been sitting on them all. All of these chairs I've probably sat on. But there comes a day when you have to be willing to leave that pew and leave the comfort of the things that you have in that pew and say, God's over there. He's not right here in my comfort zone. He's right over there where I need to be. 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8 says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all, all them also that love his appearing. All. I don't know about you, but that all sure does sound good to me. It ain't just for Paul. It's for us. As Paul talks here, we realize that he's walking his walk was not far for nothing. It was for a crown of righteousness, but notice one thing. It was a fight. If anybody in here has ever been in a good old fight, they know that it's tough. There's no winner of a fight. You leave there with your chest hurting, if everything else ain't hurting. You leave there with bloody knuckles. You leave there with scrapes and bruises. It wasn't an easy race, Paul described as a fight. Fights are brutal, brutal, painful, and bloody, but won't it be worth it? When we see that God say, here's your crown. I judged you because you made this race. But guess what? It don't matter how you got here. It's a matter of being here. Is there anybody in here that's been tormented by the race? Is there anybody in here who's Carrying some bags that they need to lay down. I know I am. I know I have been. You see, it's always been about a race. It's always been about a walk with God since the beginning of time. We was designed to walk with God in the cool of the afternoon. We messed that up, but we gave us another chance. We have another chance here. We have another chance because we have 
another church service. We have another opportunity to talk to God. It's always been about that race all the way through. From the race being run, the walk, all the way to the streets of gold being paid with gold. If it wasn't for the gold, we wouldn't really want to go there. We all think, you know, hey, I want to see them gates, them pearly gates, them streets of gold. But I tell you something that I'm proud to know that's at the end of my race is whenever I could dust off, uh, shake off those dusty shoes and walk on a dustless gold and walk and know that I made it to heaven and I ain't got to go back through all that junk that I just went through. That I done left it way back at the beginning of the race. I didn't carry it all the way here with me. Oh, Lord, I know that there's some people in here tonight that's willing to give it up at the altar saying, hey, I'm not going back and I'm not picking up my junk because I got to a cross, God. All you got to do is keep walking. All you got to do is keep walking. And I'm coming to an end as the musicians come. I feel a strong pull in my heart, and I've felt it for weeks. I began this study, I can't even tell you how long ago, well before I ever knew he was going to ask me to preach this message. I begin to feel the tug of our hearts, of my heart, and say, we just ain't letting some things go, Jeremy. You got to let it go, Jer. You got to lay it down. You can't pack it. You want to carry it with me, but you can't make the race with what you're carrying. I give you this. I'm your, I know your workout regimen, and I got you, and I'm going to get you prepared. So I said, Lord, how do I really know that I'm going to get prepared? He said, you got to go to the gym. And as I cried in here and I said, Lord, I ain't worked out hardly a day in my life. He said, your gym is the altar. He said, when you go and you bend down at that altar and you rise and you bend down and you rise, your legs are being worked out. The time that you spent there thinking about me is the time you'll have to use for my walk. So I begin to dive in and I begin to think, Lord, I ain't been down there. I built down on that altar quite enough. I scuff up the toes of my shoes usually on the stairs in the gym. It's a time on my face where I have to find and I have to go and I have to lay my stuff down right here. I'm here tonight to tell each and every one of you that you could do the same thing that I done last week, lay the rest of my junk down and walk with God. It's a whole lot easier to walk when you let that stuff down. I'm here to challenge each and every one of you as I open up the altars and you begin to come up here and pray and talk to God. Strengthen your legs. Strengthen. Get, it's about that walk. But if we don't start walking, We'll never make it. As I said earlier, that journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. That one step is just up here towards the front. It's just outside of your pew. It's just outside of that comfort zone. Don't get hung up in a personal end of worship. For God's got things in order for you to hear tonight.